Are you ready to dive into a world of captivating stories, laughter, and enlightenment? Look no further than Unfiltered Studios, your gateway to an incredible podcasting experience. Join St. Joe on Nailed It as he explores life's victories, one nail at a time. Petals of Support brings you heartwarming tales that remind us, even in the darkest moments, there's beauty and hope. Get ready to be entertained by the wit and humor of The Sleevy G Show, where interviews are always fascinating. Need a good laugh? Tune in to Refiltered, our comedy podcast that's sure to tickle your funny bone. Discover inner peace and guidance on Finding Your Way, a spiritual podcast that nurtures your soul. Relax your mind and body with hypno-wellness, your path to a healthier, more balanced life. Love movies? Movie lovers unite is your passport to a world of cinematic wonders. Immerse yourself in the magic of storytelling, laughter, and enlightenment as you're taken on a journey through the fascinating realm of movies and television. And don't forget the Stupid History Minute, where we uncover the quirkiest stories of everyday items. Unfiltered Studios is your destination for diverse, engaging content. Subscribe now and join the podcasting revolution Unfiltered Studios, where every story finds its voice. Visit unfpod.com today. And welcome back, everybody, to another week of Nailed It with St. Joe. St. Joe in the hizzy. And uh, looking for my uh, my guest uh, host this week, uh, Keb. Keb? No, uh, no Keb? No. Looks like Keb might have the week off uh, this week. As you know, uh, had a few guests on this week, but today... It is me rolling solo. So, um, yeah, if this is the time that you want to click off because there's nobody else on it, that's the time to do it. But, hey, we're going to see what happens today and uh, should be a good one. So uh, thanks for tuning in on Monday morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you are listening to it. Um, just want to talk about some of the other pods that we have uh in our family again everybody's doing great we're growing it's a good thing um today you know obviously me on monday uh tuesday we've got pedals of support um and um i think sleepy g comes out on tuesday i don't have it in front of me so if i apologize if i'm getting the dates wrong for somebody but um i'll just tell you who's in it so we've got uh pedals of support is in our our group longtime favorite she comes out now i think twice a week uh, but Tuesday is the first time uh, we've got uh, Sleevy G show, uh, which is great new addition, doing a lot of good things. We've got Movie Lovers Unite. Um, they're coming out quite a few times a week, uh, doing little clips on different movies. A lot of Halloween ones that just came up, which were great. So please check them out. Um, Wednesday, we've got uh, Refiltered with Keb. He had a great interview with a 
um, I'll call her a comedian, TikToker. Um, she was a correctional officer that uh, is trying to do some things, but mental health awareness uh, was a big thing in there. So it was a really good one. Uh, Biebs came out on Thursday um, and uh, had he wrapped up his um, message on hate, which was a good one. So finding your way on Thursday. Uh, Cindy, don't forget about Cindy, uh, Hypno Wellness. Uh, she's doing great with her. Um, she's only coming out once a week, I believe, on Wednesdays. But she uh, she's doing great, too, with all of her information. Um, and, uh, again, kind of uh, just wellness information that you can do, hypnotizing, meditation, things like that, which is great. Uh, every day you've got the Stupid History Minute uh, that you can listen to, Little Nuggets, uh, good stuff that Kev's got. I think he might be done with Halloween stuff now and moving into some of the uh, Thanksgiving stuff coming up here, but we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, and then don't forget, you can still get the Stupid History book. Uh, that's doing well as well for him, stupidhistory.net. You can certainly go get it. I know that people that I've sent it to have enjoyed it, um, gotten some good feedbacks on it, so that is a good thing. And then um, don't forget our friends over at the Two Penny Podcast on Fridays. Uh, we certainly like to listen to them and enjoy them. Mike and Jay having a good time over there. And they do, uh, they're wanting more people. So they do a live uh, broadcast on Mondays that you can certainly tune in and and um, and watch them. And they invite it and they will respond to the comments. So come in and watch them on Mondays. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, Keb and I, uh, Keb's there usually every time. Now that baseball is done, he'll definitely be there more. And um, I try to pop in from time to time to see, but good stuff. So everybody's doing great. We're definitely looking to add more people. If you're out there in listener land and you have a sports podcast or a music podcast or uh true crime podcast we're looking for maybe you're a foodie um whatever i mean check out unfpod.com and we're trying to get some more people in so hit us up see what goes on but um that's my advertisement section of the podcast so um but what i wanted to talk about a little bit today uh not not necessarily today on monday i know it's the beginning of the week and everybody's like what's st joe going to talk about but i really want to talk about What's going to happen on Saturday? Um, Saturday is November 11th. It's a special day. Um, it is Veterans Day. Uh, we celebrate it every single year. And you're like, why are you talking about Saturday when your show comes out on Monday? Well, you know, it's um, I'm going to tie everything together here. And you're going to see here in a bit on how I'm going to do it. But um, I thought... I really wanted to talk about Veterans Day because it's such a it's such an important day. Um, I mean, I'm going to give you some little stupid history, if you will, about Veterans Day. Um, it's actually one of the biggest shopping days of the year. Uh, there's over 19 million veterans, uh, and women actually make up 13 percent of all veterans out there. So, good job. Um, it's also, I don't know if you know this, but every year they have a specific theme for Veterans Day. And this year, uh, the theme is is Forever Honor, uh, which I think is very poignant because that's really, I mean, it's exactly what we should do. We should forever honor our veterans. Uh, so, 
you know, a little background on me is I was never really called uh, to serve in the military. It was just never on my radar. It wasn't something that really, you know, really wasn't anything I had in my in my sights. Um, so, you know, some people, they're like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm raised to do. I'm going to be Navy, Air Force, Marines. It's, it's just something they they have right away and they know that's what they're going to do for me it just wasn't it wasn't even a thought in my mind that that's something that i was going to do um not that that's bad or anything it just was i wasn't one to serve in the branch of the until of the military uh but i certainly respect those that have done uh have done it um it is a commitment it is something that um definitely deserves respect and honor uh, I know a lot of friends that have done it, and they've gone on to have very successful careers. And they've, they've, uh, they've. It's amazing to see it. And and again, my respect is just uh, tenfold for everything that they've done. Um, I'm not. I don't want to get political and everything like that because I never said on my show I would be political. Um, and then somebody says I'm not going to do that, but then they're going to. So I guess in a way, I'm going to say what I'm going to have to say, and 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 go from there. But uh, I just want to say that I think it's, it's, um, it's amazing in times like these, especially with the world and everything that's going on to know that you can wake up and have a feeling to know that we're backed by the men and women in the, in the forces um, that will give the ultimate sacrifice um, of laying down their life for our freedoms. Uh, it doesn't matter you know, what your beliefs are, Republican, Demo Democrat, Catholic, Jewish, white, black, brown, or in this day and age, purple, whatever, whatever you want to represent or stand for. Um, you can always know that we can, we can uh, have the support of our military to do and stand for whatever freedoms and choices and decisions that you want to make right, wrong, or indifferent. It doesn't matter. They're there to help support what's laid down and have for your freedom. Uh, I know living in Jacksonville, uh, we are a very, very military driven town. Uh, there's a lot of support given both, um, given and receiving, uh, for the military. I've had the pleasure of uh, doing uh, both sides of it. I've, I've worked and done events where there have been specifically for the military. I've gone to events that have been put on by the military. Uh, we just recently had the air show here, which uh, the Blue Angels were at, which everybody goes out every year for, which is fantastic. Um, and we have, um, you know, the TPC event every year, the players event comes down, they have a huge uh, tent that specifically is designed just for veterans. We've hosted tables in there and events in there uh, through various companies every year, done giveaways, done things, and it, the support there is just unbelievable. So uh, for the town that we live in, it's great uh, that I mean, you know, even though I might not have served for our country, I can certainly serve for the community that we uh, that we live in and that we can give back in my own specific way uh, to help the veterans that are here and that we can support in that aspect. Um, so... Uh, you're kind of like, well, how are you going to tie this in? What are you going to talk about? What are you going to do in order to say, okay, that's great. Uh, well, good question, because um, I'm trying to think of what can I do? What can I talk about on Veterans Day? Well, the, the thing that talks to me or that speaks to me when I think about veterans is, um, you know, what is what is movies that could associate with a veteran? And it's it's a war movie. 
So I went through and I looked and I said, what could I talk about as the top 10? Because if you've listened to my podcast for a hot minute, you know that some kind of list is going to come up because that's kind of what I do. I like them. I love them. I'm going to have them on my podcast. Um, It's just kind of what I do. So I came up with the top 10 list of uh, top war movies uh, that I feel would be relevant uh, to discuss. So without further ado, as, uh, as the Beebs like to say, without further ado, away we go. Um, I start, I, you know, and I, I always have 10, but I always seem to have more. So I'm just going to start off with my uh, honorable mention uh, because I think it fits in here somehow, but I don't really know why, uh, how. So I just started off with, um, it's 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 an the ultimate war movie, I guess, is what you would you would consider it. Um, but I didn't really know where to categorize it, so that's why I put it as a as a honorable mention. So my my very first movie that I want to talk about for this list is Braveheart. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, Mel Gibson, uh, triple threat here that he he did everything, acting, directing, uh, lead role in it, um, produced it, 1995 war epic. Uh, I mean, Braveheart, if you don't know it, it follows the 13th century Scottish warrior, uh, William Wallace, as he leads the fight against the independence from English, um, or from England, I'm sorry. Um, but it's... Um, you know, it's based off of um, it's based off of a poem. Um, the poem is called "The Acts and Deities of the Illustrate of Valley Companionship." William Wallace. Wow, say that fast three times. Um, but it's 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 um, it's got a lot of great actors in it. The actors in the film itself are not very like well known. Um, they're recognizable actors, but you're like, oh, I've seen them in a couple other movies, but Mel Gibson really steals the show um, as he should. It's he, he just has a, such a great character that he plays in the movie, and um, it's such a great story. Long movie, um, you know, three hours. I think just comes in just under three hours, um, but very action packed. Uh, the scenery, the again, the direction, the uh, cinematography makeup, sound effects, everything like that uh, makes it a great movie to watch. Uh, and the story itself, and of course, um, it's just an epic an epic film, uh, but it's a war movie. It's a, a period movie, if you will, but a great movie. I didn't, like I said, I didn't really know where to place it, so that's why it's kind of my honorable mention. Um, it did take home five Oscars. Uh, so it was definitely a movie to watch. Braveheart starts it off. Um, that's where we're going. So number 10, then if we want to start the top 10, we are going to go with a film, um, that is called it's Quentin Tarantino's film. It's called Inglorious Bastards. It is a satire film. And in a sense, it's a funny film at, at parts, um, as with any Tarantino film, it has its moments. Um, it is, it's tough to watch in some points because of the subject matter. 
but it is a it is a funny it's funny film um it's the 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 opening monologue uh with christopher waltz german uh hans landa um i mean he, he kind of it's set it's set with the with the with the jewish um background and undertones i think the jewish and the nazis that's what makes it uh such a a different film and a hard film to uh to understand but um you know with uh, again it won oscars it won academy awards um but it's also tarantino um it's got brad pitt in it um he's a he's kind of the redneck army lieutenant um who i don't know he his brad pitt's character in there is really funny um he almost makes the movie um I, i'm surprised he didn't win more awards for it but um i can't think of the character the guy's name right now uh that won the best actor uh, for it but um it, it, I think it's because the 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 struggle that you have, and the reason that I'm hesitant on this talking about it is, is because it's the the struggle that you have with the the Jews and the Nazi that are so prevalent in the film. Um, the one callback that I do like in the film that it does is it it kind of takes the movie The Dirty Dozen, which is set in the '60s, and it 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 takes the intricacies of that movie and plays it out through this movie. So there's a couple different callbacks through it. Um, but it's a movie about war seen through different movies, if that makes sense. Um, it's, it's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, it, you should see it. It's a funny movie. Um, but it's, it's a definitely specific type of humor, um, to watch it. So just be forewarned. Um, Number nine on my list would be a great movie. A lot of great actors in this, uh, in this movie. Uh, It is uh, from 1978 and it is called the deer hunter. Um, This movie, uh, again, it's kind of structured like, like a book. Um. It's a very emotional movie. Um, it's really because of the devastating psychological effects that war has on the soldiers soldiers throughout the movie. Um, they're fighting in Vietnam, um, and it kind of, it's all about when they come home and what the toll takes on them. I mean, it's really the ultimate PST, PSTD movie. Uh, PTSD, I'm sorry, I always mix up, post-traumatic stress disorder movie, because it, it really shows you this is what happens after the war. Um, but it, it's, got, it, it's got a lot of different things in it, and it shows the, the, the good side and the dark side of the movie, of, of, the, of the after effects of, of love and war. Um, it's yeah there's a bunch of different really uh, realistic uh, pow scenes in it um there's one that i can think of right now is uh, probably about a 20 to 30 minute scene 
where they're in um, uh, bamboo cages, um, kind of on the River Kwai. Uh, and I don't, I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen the movie, but it's, it's, it's kind of an unforgettable moment in the scene. And it's really just a, a prisoner of war scene that, that will stick in your mind. Let's just put it that way. Um, and you know, it has the coming home scenes. It has a lot of different, like I said, the love story, the, the, and then the traumatic events of, of what goes on. I mean, one of the, one of the most famous scenes in this movie is the Russian roulette scene that uh, John Voight plays. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a terrifying scene to watch. Um, but it's the effect of over and over trauma that they've had. And there's just no, it, 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 it's just the no fear that people have. And he just spins it and pulls it. And it's just, it's just a, a, a crazy scene to watch is the Russian roulette scene. Uh, so deer hunter um, is number number uh, number nine number eight uh i have written down this is a great great um great movie um a lot of other great movie great uh, actors in this too um it's glory from 1989 uh matthew broderick matthew broderick and denzel washington uh morgan freeman uh, just to name a few actors in this uh, that that, um, but it's basically about the um, uh, Civil War. Uh, it is about the Civil War. It's not basically about it. it is about the Civil War, um, and the fifty um, fourth Massachusetts in- Infantry Regiment that uh, that fought in it. Um, great. Uh, great story about how they rose up and what they had to do in order to get it um get it going and um uh, how the treatment of black soldiers and their mark on history um and it's really probably one of the best uh civil war movies out there uh for, as far as reenactment and and um sticking to actual history and what happened it's probably one of the best ones out there so 1989 glory comes in at number 8 Number seven uh, was listed in as All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I've mentioned many, many times uh, when I talk about movies that if you pull up AFI's top 100 list and you haven't watched some of the movies on that list, you're missing out on a ton of really, really good movies. This one came out in 1930. It just goes to show you that top 10 lists don't have to be recent movies or within movies within the last couple decades. Um, I mean, this is a movie from the 1930s that still stands up on list. It is a great movie. Um, again, it was adapted from a book, a 1928 novel um, inspired, um, inspired from there. And it follows young German soldiers faced with the hordes of world war, uh, world war one. Um, it uh, kind of romanticizes and and depicts the, it, the 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 depiction of war, um, and it, it, instead it, it shows the pointless dehumanization uh, and brutal effect on the soldiers' bodies and minds. Um, has grown very groundbreaking cinematography, sound, visual effects, 
um, it really became the blueprint for all war films. Uh, so this is really where it started. And um, again, it just goes to show you from 1930 that you should you should dig into the annals of of uh, of movies and look at some of the great movies that were from the past and not overlook them because there's some really really good films out there. Uh, so coming in at number seven is um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Number six um, is um, is Platoon. Platoon, 1986. Uh, Oliver Stone got a lot of a lot of grief for making this movie. He um, he really. Uh, took took a lot of slack for having it, um, but it turned out to be again a really really realistic movie. Um, when it was all said and done, um, it was somewhat autobiographical. Um, it was an immersive war film about a naive young. Um, enlistee that was caught in a tragic three-way crossfire between u.s u.s sergeants and the Viet Cong. um so it was it was definitely um i think that that's why he caught a lot of uh flack for it because it was um you know was it how real was it but when you see the movie it was pretty real um it definitely showed um, the dark side of of war, um, definitely um, a tough a tough movie. Um, but you, um, it feels like you're there. I mean, the the filming of the movie and the way that it was, it, he put you into the into the movie and some of the scenes, um, you know you almost feel like you're instantly in the movie. Uh, and if, if that makes sense, when you watch it, it does, but really wide eyed focus, every grueling detail uh, from, you know, you can almost, it's one of those ones that he did and you can almost sit in the, in the theater and you can sense it and smell it. And it was, he filmed it very, very well. Um, it became a sizable hit. Um, it got him seven Academy Awards. They won four, uh, including Best Picture and Best Director. So even for all the um, all the slack that he got for making it, it ended up being a pretty good movie for him. Um, I wouldn't say put Oliver Stone on the map. He 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 was doing pretty good for, for himself. But um, so in at number six is Platoon. Top five, top five are coming in at, um, these are all pretty amazing, pretty amazing movies. Uh, so number five, um, is probably the most recent movie. I want to say that I have on here. Maybe not. Um, I think it might be, but, um, it is the hurt locker. Uh, number five comes in at the hurt locker. Now this this is a this is a movie that is um it's a very interesting movie to watch 
Um, and I think it is, again, because it, it, of the sole focus of who it's on. Um, it's about the um, the bomb. Um, what do they call them? They call them the the bomb um, bomb disposal team. And Jeremy Renner plays the main character, and he does a, a fantastic job in it. Um, it's a it's like a personal depiction of the bomb disposal person in the Iraq War uh, in two thousand eight. Uh, one of the things that made it historical for this film was that it was the first time that uh, Catherine Bigelow, it was the first time a female director um, won Best Picture, or Best Director for the Oscar. Um, but it's it, it, it took home picture, it took home Oscars for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, Film Editing, uh, but that's besides the point. I think the bigger point is that, again, it showed from the point of the the bomb disposal, the, the, the technician, it showed the emotional and physical impacts of what war can do to you. So it really, really honed in on one particular person, and it, it gave that nuance and the realistic feel of what, trauma and what what the haunting feel of what it might what it might, must be like to be that person um so there's another film that i i don't have on here so which is kind of like american sniper so with chris kyle great film clint eastwood did a great job with the film but it it was one that that went in there and you know, Chris Kyle, uh, American hero, great, great one, probably one of the greatest soldiers that that will ever be known. Um, but for that film, it was it was hyper focused on him and what he did, and it wasn't it wasn't more, for my opinion, it was is more focused on what he did, which I understand because it was the movie was about him. But his rise and fame and everything to about what he did um, more than what everybody else did, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, I get it. The movie, again, was based on his life. It was about for what him, um, I understand. But for these, some of these other movies uh, that I'm talking about that I'm mentioning, it was more of a movie as a whole than it was about one one specific character um so i hope that i hope that it comes across and that makes sense american sniper don't get me wrong great movie um i just think um uh, i just think it was a little bit more hyper focused on one particular person where this the hurt locker yes they focused on the tech but it it was without them focusing on that, the team itself, and and the overall uh, brevity of the situation and what they did and said, if you don't solve this, this is going to happen, uh, made it come into a bigger picture and a bigger situation, and it wasn't just one focus. So um, it made a lot more sense. So that's why I have it listed at number five. Number four, uh, one of Stanley Krubrecht's best films that he ever made 
if not his greatest, uh, which is 1987's Full Metal Jacket. Uh, it remains probably one of the underappreciated uh, films that Stanley Kubrick made. Um, we all know and probably recite and quote basic training sequences um, from this movie. Um, Arlie Emery's hilarious obscene drill sergeant uh, transforming his Marine recruits into killing machines in, a, in the case of uh, Private Pyle doing so more than uh, bargained uh, than he ever bargained for. Um, Full Model Jacket is also a movie that works kind of like 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, drawing us into a combat experience as if it was a portal into another existence. Um, in Vietnam, uh, the film hits notes of irony, satire, uh, but it's softening us for the kill. With uh, It's disarming us with the unreality of war, only to deliver us war's supreme reality, which is culminating into the incomparable sniper sequence that we experience with Full Metal's immersion. Um, so there's so many different, uh, again, aspects that they, that Kubrick does, um, again, when, when Pyle, um, goes nuts and it, it just, his deterioration, um, when he, you can see the, the weight of, of what war does to you and his, his total demise, uh, in the movie, um, you know, I can think of Joker, uh, right now you can see he kind of rises up a little bit more um, and becomes a leader. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, um, Joker. Um, he was in a couple different movies too. I can see his face clear, let's clear as day, but I can't think of his name. He was the Vision Quest guy. Um, man. Um, it's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, he was in he was in um, Stranger Things too. Um, it'll come to me, but uh, P. I know people are yelling at the at the car radio or whatever. It's this guy. It's this guy. But that's okay. Um, but there was there was it was a great movie. Full Metal Jacket is a great movie. Um, it comes in at number four for me on my list. Number three, uh, number three comes in, and I've talked about this movie before, and you may say, is this really a war movie? Uh, yeah, it is a war movie. And number three is Schindler's List. Uh, it is set in the, in the midst of a war. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 um, <laughs> There's not much more I can say about the movie. When you hear Schindler's List, you're just like, yep, that's a great movie. Um, it's shot It's shot during the uh, sprawling tale of the Holocaust. Uh, it's, you know, it's a documentary film, really, if you look at it. Uh, Spielberg, maybe one of the best films of his career. I mean, he's done so many of them. It's, it's so crazy. He's done so many. Um, 
but he he um the black and white i think for this film was probably the most one of the most powerful techniques that he used um because of the subject matter and what he talked about um you know the brutality of the german soldiers um he made it somewhat simplistic if you will by putting it in black and white um maybe taking some of the emotional uh aspects out of it i don't know maybe um but um he doesn't shy away from showing you the good and and definitely the bad um in this film and liam neeson uh definitely does a fantastic job in this movie uh ben kingsley um as the jewish business leader uh eventually saving the lives of the jewish workers um from the the you know and often scenes of violence from the nazis does a fantastic job uh you have um uh, ralph fines or ray fines i think he goes as uh that which is also fantastic acting in this movie um and then the ending to me uh, obviously is is very very strong uh, because that's the only part that has a little bit of color in it um which again shows the endurance of the jewish people and remains strong um and a fitting conclusion for a timeless movie i think that's the best way to describe this movie is timeless um i think that his use of like you said black and white like i said black and white um fading into the color uh, i mean just makes this movie a, a a timeless piece i think that that is that's a perfect um a perfect description of it so she knows this comes in as number three um number two and these two could in my opinion be flip-flopped um but uh for my list this is how i rank them uh number two is francis ford coppola's masterpiece uh 1979's apocalypse now uh this movie uh based off the novel uh heart of darkness uh it was that is a tough read too i had to do papers on heart of darkness uh as being an english major and uh writing papers of that and that is a tough read but uh the movie itself is um a fascinating movie um it is a um this is just a war movie that a war movie of all war movies um it's vietnam but it's 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 wrapped up in madness and obsession um i mean it's pain it's fury it's it's blood in every scene it's hypnotizing it's destruction it's i mean you know it's 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 got great music it's got Marlon Brando, <laughs> I mean, it's got, you know, um, it's got great quotes. Um, I mean, you know, I can, um, 
Robert Duvall, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I mean, how many times have you hear you've heard that? Uh, a couple of people and they've done countless memes uh, to say different things of whatever, but um, or you've heard the whore, the whore. Uh, that's Marlon Brando, and I said that was Brando later in life when he wasn't he wasn't doing very well, um, and he. It, it, he he was on his, the down curve of his acting career for this particular film, and uh, it was, yeah. He, but he puts on a really mesmerizing performance. Um, a lot of different people do, um, but this movie is it's chaos, um, but it's 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 so much chaos in wrapped up into one that it's it, it's it's hard not to it's almost too much to comprehend when you watch it but when you do you somehow take it all in uh because there's just so much happening um in the movie but uh coppola was interviewed and said he it was an, it was one of the most difficult movies for him to shoot um but he's he, he would do it all again uh, I mean, it's one of the one one of the best movies, uh, and again, like I think a masterpiece for him. So, number two on my list, Apocalypse Now, great movie, and number one, uh, the number one most um, top ten war war movie that I can think of that immediately comes to mind when you think of a war movie, uh, which I think that everybody would say they would agree, is Saving Private Ryan. 1998 um there is absolutely positively no question that the 25 minute long opening sequence that depicts d-day and the invasion of normandy beach in its bullet splattering flesh tearing whore is probably the most cataclysmic most accurate most devastating most supreme cinematography and and action-packed war scene that any film or any war film has ever seen i mean it is it is unprecedented and unsurpassed no matter how many times you've seen it that each time you watch it it, over and over again, if you can watch it <laughs> more than one time, that it's just like, that's crazy. I mean, the time, the effort, the skill, the the amount of people, the everything. I mean, it is just unbelievable what went into making that 25-minute long opening scene. And that's just the opening of the movie. So... um we haven't had the chance to go to, to Normandy. Uh, hopefully we can get back there on one of our trips. Um, I, I've heard that it's amazing. Uh, I certainly want to see a, one of the most somber places people have said that it, you've ever been to. Uh, there's two places that people have said that it, that are the most somber places they've ever been to on Earth. And one is, is Normandy and the other is Auschwitz. And I, I, I can for both reasons i can absolutely see why uh so um 
Normandy is definitely on our list to say this is what we want to see. But this movie, I've, I've heard from from everybody, has said this is the most realistic I've ever seen anything in film. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the brilliance of its film, uh, deep humanity of its U.S. Army platoon, um, led by Tom Hanks, the you know the the lead actor in the film, who everybody knows. Um, the 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 thing about the film that I think is more um, amazing is that Spielberg somehow depicts the spirit of war almost like like a snake, if you will, that it keeps on popping its head up ever so slightly. It slithers somewhat beneath the surface um and then every now and then it just pokes its head up and it lurks around and it sucks the men under uh annihilating lurking around every corner but it just it's always there it kind of sneaks around and and yeah uh, but a snake just kind of it's always there slithering around but the film's uh, brutality and its its mournful celebration of American heroism is symbolic. Um, each each moment of combat, Saving Private Ryan, uh, I think, is probably the the um, pinnacle of where a war movie uh, would want to be. So, hopefully, you like uh, the list. The opinion that I had um, can give some respect to. Veterans Day, the the heroes that we have out there, um, and really, I mean, just that this weekend, if you're out and about, you see a veteran, um, just simply say thanks for your service. I mean, it's really the best that you can do, and and the least that you could do is just say thanks. Um, I'm sure that they would love to hear it, uh, and it's just a simple simple gesture that. Anybody can do. Uh, I know that they're going to be out. There's going to be lots of different uh, events for everybody this weekend. So just if you see somebody, you're out shopping because it's one of the biggest shopping days, just say thanks. And that's all that I can ask. And I know that we're going to be out and doing a lot of different things. So um, it should be a good time. I know that there's a game. uh, The Jags have a game. They're going to have a huge flyover. Uh, it's going to do a lot of military appreciation type things for here, so it should be a good a good time for our vets here. Um, also, you know, I, I haven't done this for a while, so I think that it's probably a good uh, and a very poignant time to do it. So I want to end uh, this week's episode with a little um, a little Veterans Day blessing. So. I will leave it with this and say, uh, Almighty God, we thank you for the brave men and women who have served our country in the armed forces. We pray for your special blessing on them today and every day. Bless them with peace, both within and without. Bless them with healing for their physical and emotional wounds. Bless them with comfort for their losses they have suffered. Bless them with joy for their freedom they have helped to secure. May we always remember their service and sacrifice. May we strive to live in a way that is worthy of their valor. We pray also for their families of veterans who have also given so much. 
May they be blessed with your love and support, and may they know how much we appreciate their loved one's service. Have a great week, everybody. And as always, work hard, play hard, but whatever you do, make sure you nailed it. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again. With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Mm.